three. You're listening to Sports Talk Chicago with your host, John Zaglul. John, I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. You got an awesome voice, man, and that was a terrific <laughs> intro. You're like a pro's pro. You know, that was the first time somebody ever said that, John. No, you're the first person to ever say anything like that. That's, that's very interesting. You got it, John. Anything for a fellow Chicago guy? <laughs> well, what a great question. That's a great question. Nobody's actually asked me that. <laughs> I like it. What a great question. I never heard that before. Chase, wait, wait, Chase Utley is what? You're saying he's not a Hall of Fame candidate? You know, it's it's funny. I, I, You may be the only person that I've heard make that connection. Thank you, John, for having me. I'm doing great. By the way, you have an outstanding voice. I'm not sure about your face because I haven't met you, but your voice is great. You're doing a much better job than I ever did. You've had some heavy hitters uh, guests on too, man, so keep up the good work, but it's good to be with you, and I'm ready to talk sports. We're on Chicago. For John DeGloyle, and we are back and running for today's special guest. He's a nine-year NFL veteran and a Bears post-game contributor on CBS2. Please welcome Clay Harbor to the program. Clay, it's great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm here in Chicago. It's getting a little cold out right now, honestly. I feel like winter is, uh, is right around the corner, but you know, can't complain. Beautiful day here in West Loop. Love talking Bears. Let's do this. What do you make of the Bears game on Sunday? Hey, it was a win, John. You know, that, that's what I got to say. It wasn't pretty. It was actually really ugly, but we got the W. The Bears are 2-1. and one. The run game really coming along the second best run game in the entire league. And to me, I'm enthusiastic about that. That's a, that's a good thing. And obviously Justin Field, we'll probably talk about QB one a little bit, has to start progressing. And though it's only his 13th start, he's still young, 23, but he has to start progressing. But to me, this is good. It shows we have a run game. We can actually be a competitor if our quarterback starts playing. So people are all down, you know, hey, we won, but no, this is a good thing. Uh, this is great. I'm enthusiastic about this team. How concerned were you with Fields' performance? I'll be honest, John. I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it. And I know there's a lot of people that are big Justin Fields fans, trust me, from, from just tweeting things. Even I could tweet a video where everybody, it's just a video of a field play, and people will come at me. I'm just posting a video or I'll post a stat. <laughs> these are statistics and these are videos. These are ambiguous. These don't take sides. But Fields, it was worrisome. I'll be honest. He, he missed players. He was inaccurate. And besides that, he was late getting rid of the ball. He's holding on to the ball too long. At quarterback, you got to see it and you got to rip it. You can have no fear. You got to see it and rip it. You got to trust what you see. You got to trust your pre snap reads and you got to be ready to get rid of the ball. And he's holding it too long, even on his long run. Long in front of his career, he had a guy open that could have could have could have gained more yards, and you know I highlighted that on my Twitter. But he's got to get better, and he's got to get better quick. You see guys in this draft class like Trevor Lawrence coming along, looking like a top ten quarterback, but but Justin Fields, you know, he's still got a lot of work to do. How should he go about fixing all these issues he has? He's got to work. He's got to watch tape, and he's got to over prepare. You got to over-prepare and you come in the game and you don't think. You just let your instincts take over. If I could tell Justin Fields one thing, over-prepare and then go out there and have fun. 
whenever I played my best, over preparation, made sure all my I's were dotted, T's were crossed, and then you go into the game, you don't even think, and you just react. That's what he's got to do. Are you convinced at this point that he's still the guy for the Bears? I was never convinced, John. I don't want to say that, but I, you know, I always wanted to see more and more consistently. But right now, based on what we see, he doesn't look like he's the guy. I'll be honest. He doesn't look like the guy. He's shown me nothing to say that this is our future quarterback. And I, I think that he has some talent and that he'll, he'll flash here and there, but he has showed nothing consistently to say, hey, we want to build a team around this guy. So he's got some work to do. It's a long season. So you got, what, 14 more games left this year? At the end of this year, 14 more games. You will know if this guy is capable of being a good starter in this league or not. You will know. So he's got this whole season. Keep getting better, focus. Whole season, end of the season, that's when I need to see, hey, this is going to be our guy or this isn't our guy. How much of other factors, too, like Luke Getze, bad receiving options, how that affected Justin Fields in his performance? I think uh, I think it affects it, but when you watch the tape, they're not great. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. He's not in a great situation, but they're not as bad as some people think. His offensive line is actually decent. I think they're a middle-of-the-road offensive line. I think his receiving core is probably 20th in the league if I had to put a number on it. You know, they're not great, but you can still do something. You should have more than, you know, 90 yards in a game with this receiving crew and with this offensive line. When guys are open, he's missing them. I don't care if they're he's open and his name's AJ Brown or if he's open and his name is Byron Pringle. You gotta hit the guy that's open. It doesn't matter if he's if he's open, hit him. And Fields hasn't been able to do that. Does this at all remind you of Mitch Trubinsky or other quarterbacks the Bears have developed in the past, like all these growing pains that Fields is going through? Yeah, it does take you back a little bit to Mitch Trubisky. But the thing about Mitch was Mitch came in early and played well in his second year. That's what gave everybody hope. And then after that, he kind of tailed off and didn't get any better. So obviously each quarterback is different, and you see, you see different growing pains with each quarterback. But – I think with, with Justin, you just want to see something. You, you know, you can't, you can't only throw 11 passes in the game and expect to win. You can't get throw for 100 yards of passing and expect to win. Obviously, last week they were able to do it. When you're able to rush for 281 yards, you can, I could have probably went back there and threw some passes and won the game. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to be – you got a good opportunity this week to beat the New York Giants. You're going to New York. You got a chance to show people, to shut up the critics. Hey, I can perform. I can win a game. And I'm confident he'll he'll play better than he did this week. What kind of talent does he have? When, when you watch him play, what talent does he have that you could think he could build on moving forward? Well, athletically, he's got all the talent in the world. I mean, he, the guy's fast. He can run. He's quick. And he's got all that physical talent. He can change direction. He's got all that talent. But as far as talent as of reading a defense, I don't think he has that talent. As far as the natural accuracy, I don't think that's there either. So he's got to improve on those two things. Or he's got to come up with a way that he can cover those up. You got to be able to make quick decisions then. You got to be able to have a gimmick style offense then. You got to be able to do something if you're not the most accurate, if you can't get the ball out on time. So there's still a lot to be seen. Like I said, big week this week coming up in New York, and we'll see what happens. Clay Harbor here on Sports Talk Chicago. Clay, what's made the Bears' run game and defense so good? Those have been two positives for them so far. 
Honestly, I think it's the offensive line up front has, has done a great job. And it's broken tackles. Khalil Herbert has done a great job. Uh, David Montgomery did a great job against the Packers. And these guys are breaking tackles. And the offensive line are, are creating holes. And it's funny because this O-line was supposed to be the worst offensive line in the league. Pro Football Focus has them graded in the run game as the second best run-blocking offensive line in the entire NFL. That's how good they're doing. That's how many holes they're opening up. And that's the kind of movement they're getting. So that's impressive. This offensive line is creating a lot of that. And that's without any threat for a pass. Pretty soon, you're going to start seeing eight, nine guys in the box if Justin Fields can't complete a pass. Why should Tevin Jenkins start over Lucas Patrick? I saw that tweet from yesterday. Yeah, Lucas Patrick, he's not, the, he's not the same athlete as Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, to me, has been really impressive. And I'm not the only one seeing it. You, you talk about pro football focus again. Tevin Jenkins is, is ranked in the, in the top 20, and Lucas Patrick is down in the 50s. I mean, the, Tevin Jenkins is, is graded as, as a 72. Lucas Patrick is graded as a 49 or a 50. These guys, to me, aren't even close to the same level. But obviously, you look and you, you see Luke Getze's guy. Who's Luke Getze's guy? Lucas Patrick. He came from Green Bay. Lucas Patrick came from Drew Bay. He wants to put his guy in there. And they say, oh, in practice, Luke, uh, in practice, Luke, Lucas Patrick played better. Okay, we're in the season now. Before the season, practice means everything. After the season, the games mean everything. Who's playing better in the games? Tevin Jenkins. He gets more movement. He finishes the blocks. He's quicker and he's more athletic. I think you got to play Tevin Jenkins. And I think once... Uh, Lucas Patrick's wrist and hand gets better. He can move to center. We can get Sam Mustafer on the bench, who's, who hasn't been playing well. Uh, he's not as bad as everybody thinks, but he's had some bad plays, and I think it'll improve the offensive line even more. How do you explain Jenkins' relationship with the Bears? I don't understand. I mean, you know, we we followed the saga in the offseason and the, the practice situation. Now he's the better player. He's not playing. How do you explain this entire situation? You know, it's, it's really interesting, John. I'm trying to figure it out myself. But <laughs> even, if you don't, even if you don't like the guy, you don't get along with him, you take the politics out of it. It's Sundays. You're trying to win football games. And if you've gotten a guy that's obviously better, you need to play him. And I know he's not your guy, and you want the guy that you paid the big contract and the guy that's not giving you a hard time, missing some practices. I don't care about any of that. I want to win games. I want the best team on the field. You need to play Tevin Jenkins. What have you made of Khalil Herbert uh, rushing yesterday, a big game after David Montgomery went down? I thought there was a statement from him. Absolutely. Herbert wanted to show that he could be a premier back in this league. And this guy was a sixth-round pick back in 2021 for the Bears. And this goes to show you can get value in the late in the late rounds of the draft at running back. So that's huge. He, he really showed that he could be that guy. And coming into the season, there was a lot of people saying that Khalil Herbert's better than David Montgomery. Last year, Khalil Herbert averaged 4.3 yards per carry. David Montgomery averaged 3.8. So Khalil Herbert can play in college. He was a transfer from Kansas to Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech, he set the uh, the, the record for yard, total yardage in a game with 358. He was also an all-conference selection, had over 1,200 yards rushing. This guy was an under-the-radar draft pick. He's showing why he was so successful in college at Virginia Tech in a big conference. So I think he's the real deal, and he'll continue to get better. And I think pretty soon, if Montgomery misses a couple weeks, there'll be a running back controversy in Chicago. Let me ask you this. We know David Montgomery is looking for an extension. Do you think Herbert's performance might have hurt his chances at getting that? 
I think, honestly, I think it did. I think it hurt his chance of getting that extension. Montgomery is a, is a great running back. But here's the problem with David Montgomery is these coaches get enamored with speed. David Montgomery's not that fast. David Montgomery ran a 4.640. Khalil Herbert runs a 4.4940. There's a big difference there. David Montgomery's got great vision and shiftiness and moves, but he doesn't got that straight ahead speed. So some of these coaches get really enamored with that speed, and I'm hoping that – I love Montgomery. I think Montgomery's one of the best running backs in the league. He's an NFL top 100 player, great player, and he's on pace to have a hell of a season. I hope he can get back and continue to be effective. But having Khalil Herbert step up does hurt David Montgomery's bargaining power because you know you got this guy behind you that can play just as well for less. Who's the better running back to you, Montgomery or Herbert? Oh, man, I, I can't say right now. Man, I love <laughs> Montgomery, but Herbert seems to be a little quicker. Montgomery is a little more elusive, has better vision. So uh, it remains to be seen. Well, talk to me in a couple of weeks, and I'll, I'll give you a better answer. What do you think about Ryan Poles' plan for this team based on these first three games? I think he's working with what he got. Every, everybody obviously wants to uh, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, but it's hard to throw the ball if your quarterback – throws picks every time he does. <laughs> so I love Poles's, I love Eberflus's plan here with these games. And I think he's doing a great job of the game plan, what he can do. And I know people want him to pass the ball more, but if you don't have the capability, you want to win the game, you can't do it. But on the flip side of that, my thought is if you want to give Justin Fields the experience, you got to just go out there and sling it and see what happens. See what happens. You know, no fear. If, if we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year as a Chicago Bears team, so let's see if we got a quarterback. How far do you see the Bears going this year, based on these first three games? Small sample size, but how far do you see them going? Unfortunately, I don't see them making the playoffs. We're two and one right now, which is good. But the schedule after the Giants is going to get a lot tougher, and it's going to be um, a lot harder. And it, it, unless Fields really turns around and turns into efficient quarterback, they're not going to be able to go too far. I see them. As a seven-win team, um, decent team, improving one win on last year, and um, really trying to build for the future. They have a, a lot of money to spend next year, free agency-wise. They'll have over $100, $100 million, <laughs> and uh, that's a lot of money there to spend in NFL free agency. So I think they're heading in the right direction. How do you plan on judging this season, then? I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. That's okay. How do you plan on judging what you're going to see from them moving forward? I just want to see improvement. I want to see improvement on both sides of the ball and all these young players. Got to see what they can do. Can these guys be a piece that you're going to build with on the, on the road to this new team, this team that you want to see the perennial playoff contenders and in the playoffs is a tough division. Aaron Rodgers is getting older though. Obviously the Vikings look pretty good this year with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and some of these weapons they got. So we're going to see, we're going to see how this, this goes. Clay Harbor still here on Sports Talk Chicago. Clay, a few more questions before we finish up. First off, wanted to talk about your career. How did you go from Dwight, Illinois, to the NFL? Yeah, honestly, I, I wonder that sometimes myself. <laughs> so Dwight, for, for people that don't know, is a 3,000-person town, population of three. It's not even a town. It's a village, they call it, the village of Dwight. And uh, it's tough getting noticed from there because we had to, we had to co-op with two other teams so we had three high schools to create one football team. And we still only had 18 players. Wow. So I was our kicker, our punter, our wide receiver, our safety, our kick returner, and our punt returner. 
Every single play, I was on the field, never took it down off. And that was fun. I used to love it. That's how I thought football was. You would play every single down, every single game, and that's what it was for us. But uh, I, got, I got lucky enough that my brother was a good player in high school. He got a scholarship to Missouri State University the year before me. Nobody in our school had ever gotten scholarships. And I followed him to Missouri State University. He convinced the, bat, the, the, the football coaches that I could play, offered me a scholarship, ended up switching positions from wide receiver to tight end. And uh, at tight end, if you're running a, uh, a wide receiver, if you're running a 4-5-40, you're not that fast. But when you move to tight end and you're running a 4-5-40, you're blazing. I was able to gain 50 pounds and keep my speed and athleticism. Luckily, I, I set all my school records for yard, receiving, a tight end. And then when it came time to do the testing, I got invited to the combine. That was something I was good at. I ran a 4-5-40. I jumped 40 inches on the broad jump, 40 inches on the, on the broad, 40 inches on the vertical jump, sorry. I, I had a 10-foot broad jump. I uh, bench pressed 225, 30 times. Then when I did that and I showed what kind of an athlete I was, that's when the scouts went back to the tape and were like, wow, this, this Missouri State kid can really play. And I went up from an undrafted seventh round guy to a third, fourth round pick, ultimately got picked in the fourth and you know played eight years in, in the league and unfortunately got hurt at the end, or I think I could have played about 10 or 12. But uh, you know, I had a good career, got to play with a lot of good players, good teammates, and had a lot of fun. Was able to live my dream for the better part of a decade, and uh, it was it was awesome. And I really love the game of football, so I love talking about it too. And it's a way for me to to really stay involved in that game that I love so much. What was your best memory from the NFL? I would have to say the miracle in the Meadowlands Part Two when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles and we were we won the division on the Deshaun Jackson kick return with no time left, my rookie season incredible memory. We won the division. I remember we celebrated like crazy in the locker room. Coach Reed, I remember him throwing our water jug that we dumped on him up through the ceiling of the New York Jets, <laughs> John, excuse me, uh, locker room and half the ceiling coming down with it. All of us go, oh, yeah, then we start going crazy again. We didn't know if we're about to be, but it was, that was a fun time. Miracle in the Meadowlands part two. I'm sure you've seen it on some of the highlights, the Deshaun Jackson pump return. But that had to be one of my overall top experiences there. Who was your favorite teammate? Might be a tough question. Favorite teammate? It's, it's probably nobody you guys have heard of, but I'll name a couple. Early in Philly, I, uh, my first roommate was Kurt Coleman. He was a really good friend of mine. He was a safety from Ohio State University and a uh, really good guy. Then, my, then, my, then I ended up uh, rooming with a guy named Stanley Havili. He was a fullback from the... Um, from the Colts. Then when I went to Jacksonville, uh, one of my really good friends, Mercedes Lewis, love Mercedes guys still playing for the Packers now, but one of my good friends to this day, I saw him uh, last year in LA at home. And then Julius Thomas, one of my, one of my best friends there, Julius Thomas was a tight end as well. So those are the four guys that when I look back and think of like the friends that I made in the NFL, those four guys come to the top of my head. What about the funniest moment in football for you? What would that be? You could say whatever you want, by the way. It's okay. It's family, family friendly. Yeah, no, I'd say my buddy Stanley Havili. He was a fullback from Southern California. We'd always, uh, we'd always prank each other, and that was that was always the fun stuff. Say we Stan would get out the shower and be, uh, and all, and, you know, be dry, you know, about to change in the locker room. I'd come by and I'd dump shampoo on his head. 
So now he has to go back in the shower and re-shower all over again, you know, and then he would like put Vaseline on my car handle. I'd walk outside, open my car to go to work. And I just get a, I go, what is this on my car? And you know, it's just like Vaseline or something. I don't know what it is. Stan comes and is like, Hey, what, how's your handle? I'm like, okay, that was you. Just like the pranking, the brotherhood. That was always fun doing things like that with these guys. You're grown men at this point, but it's like an extension of college. You still, you still prank and have fun with each other. And that was always, uh, always something I look back on as, as fun times. Clay, before we finish up today, last question. Is it true that you injured yourself on The Bachelorette? John, unfortunately, that is true. But uh, what most people don't know is that I hurt myself on the New England's, the New Orleans, not the New England Saints, the New Orleans Saints the year before. So I was on injured reserve. I broke my toe and my wrist in the same game in New Orleans in the preseason. I was a number two tight end, would have had a big year with Drew Brees, ended up getting hurt. And the, the doctor told me my wrist was healed, but it wasn't. The guy didn't fix it. And the first thing I ever did with it was on The Bachelorette when I went on that show. I first time I touched him, but I go, yeah, he never fixed my wrist. So it wasn't like I just broke my wrist. My wrist wasn't healed. And that's when I realized that, hey, I got to get this thing redone. I get it. had to go get another surgery because it was never fixed. It was never healed. So I did hurt it but it was already broken it was already hurt so i don't know if that's true or false but yeah i did i did figure it out when i was on the bachelorette paradise bachelor in paradise comes on tonight john my cousin andrew spencer's local to chicago he will be starring on paradise so if you have any bachelor fans that uh that tune in cheer for andrew s andrew spencer it's my first cousin i got him on the show let me know if you have anybody that wants to go on and i'll get him in touch with the producers of bachelor can i get on or no yeah, John, we can get you on there. We'll let you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not cut out for that. But Clay, really appreciate your time. Uh, great talk, great insights for sure. Best wishes moving forward, and looking forward to the next time we chat as well. Absolutely, John. Anytime. Love talking Bears. Love talking Chicago. Let me know, man. I'm in. Great talk there with Clay Harbor. That'll do it for us today. You're on Sports Talk Chicago. Big thank you to Clay Harbor himself, Matt Dubio, WCKG, Jim DeTalbin, to Marlboro Entertainment for making this show a success. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Z Sports and on Facebook. John's Cluel. Want to watch more of this show? Head on over to sportstalkchicago.com. Another great show comes to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Till then, stay safe. So long, everyone. No! No! We're the turtles!